Sometimes all you gotta do is just chant the name of Jesus. And that is your battle cry. The name of the Lord is a strong tower.
is higher than every other day. It is not no ordinary day. It's the name that's full of power. We know that the blood, the blood of Jesus was a voice like the name of the blood. It is not much that blood. It's blood that's full of power and grace. I know the name, the name of Jesus. Loud at an any other day. It is not good every day. Praise the name of the Lord. I think the network is um, quite terrible today. Can we lift our voices and just bless God and thank Him, give Him praise, just worship Him for who He is, and just glorify the name of the Lord for what He has in store for us today. Just glorify, 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 glorify the Lord. Thank Him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We glorify your name, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for another day. Thank you, God. Thank you, wonderful counselor. You are glorious. You are fearfully Thank you, merciful Father. Awesome God, we thank you. We bless your name, Jesus. We thank you, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Worship you, Master. Give you all the glory, Lord. Give you glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Precious name. We pray. Amen. Today, I want us to lift our voices. Luke 24 45 says, And he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. I want you to lift your voices and pray today. Say, Lord, open my understanding that I may understand the scriptures so that I can, I will not just be a hearer of the word, but a doer. 
Open my understanding. Can you lift your voices and pray that prayer? Open my understanding that I might understand the scripture. Name of the Lord Jesus. Open my understanding. Open, open my understanding. Open my understanding that I might understand the scriptures. Is a van a tabala sopotishke di. Are we praying? Are we praying? Are we praying? Are we praying and asking the Lord that He will open our understanding that we might understand the scriptures? Galete ubedesi van a kata. So rokosia de barakosia katera kosi. Lebe de berakosia katara gosi van deregadeshke belekosia kata. Oh, Jesus, we praise you and we give you glory and we give you praise. Thank you. Thank you for all that you are. Worship you, Master. We bless your holy name in Jesus' precious name. We pray. And the people of God say a big amen. 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 Hallelujah. Good to see everybody. Can everyone hear me loud and clear? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On Clubhouse, confirm you hear me good. Does Clubhouse hear me at all? Praise God. Um, assignment is very simple today. On Clubhouse, confirm you hear me good. Amen. Um, my assignment is very simple today. Um, to bring a subject to bear. Because the journey of our Christendom is not just a journey that it's only about a certain part. No. Um, last week, I'm sure we saw we saw the um, experience where the Lord was just bringing. How many of you did anything with what you heard last week, or have we moved on quickly? Anybody? Maybe I should do a quick five minutes revision before I progress to the next phase. Let me be sure that you even heard me at all. So who is my volunteer? What did you receive last week during the Bible study? What did you receive? Who is volunteering? If not, I'm going to call names straight up. Let me see. Let me scroll down. There's no hiding from my eyes. I will find you. Amen. In fact, the, the qualification for me to choose you is for you to say, let people be not find me. Once you say it, I'm going to pick you out. I'm going to. Um, why is everybody hiding? Dilebande <laughs> Oseti. Eniola, I heard you loud and clear. Eniola, 
quickly, quickly. Where are you and your loud mutual mic? Quickly. And your loud lesson. Hello. Where is Aniola? Quickly, I want to I want to keep it very, very simple today. <laughs> you don't answer now, you answer later. Francis, please help us. Show my Nigerian brethren how it's done. Mr. Francis. Yes, sir. Aha, I know, I know you will respond, an honorable man. <laughs> so tell us, what did you receive last week? And what have you done with what you received? Uh, well, um, a critical check at my life and I'm trying to find out the, the places where, which I need to, to pull up my socks. And one of those places is in the, in, is in the area of uh, one soul per week. That one I know I have fallen short of it. So, uh, yeah. so uh, I'm praying that, uh, that uh, I'm able to rectify that one. So what, what actionable steps have you taken? Apart from praying, what have you done? to ensure that, okay, this week is an opportunity. What have you done this week? Now, Francis, I'm still on you. Let me just assume that you've not done anything. So what will you do before the end of this week? I will make sure that I share Jesus with somebody before the end of this week. And then you share your experience on the group so that we are all accountable to each other, okay? Okay. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Wura, hallelujah. Finally, someone responds to me. <laughs> Hello, good evening, BPP. Good evening, good evening, everyone. Um, so I think what I what I got from last week was how you know God has deposited everything that we need in life. We already have it in us, and we just have to take the bold step and you know try and so um, you know, I'd been toying with the idea of um, you know, using putting my law to practice in the UK because I feel like you know, God has laid it on my heart. I wasn't sure. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, let me just test the waters. Let me make a bold step. I'm not qualified mm -hmm. here, but, you know, I just said, let me just even try as a paralegal. And I, I moved to the UK last year, August. And I, when I first got here, I was applying for so many jobs, so many jobs. Mm -hmm. I didn't get any. Mm -hmm. I didn't even get um, an interview. I wasn't applying for legal jobs. I was just trying to venture into a new field. But I don't know, this legal thing, from the very beginning, it was God who, you know, got me on, on, on the road for law. I don't know why. It's almost like I'm always trying to run away, but 
Mm. You know, I always find myself there. So anyway, I applied for, after the message last week, I said, okay, let me just even test the waters. I started applying mm. for legal jobs. And mm. honestly, I've been gotten so many offers. And I'm even like, okay, um, I don't even know. I'm now thinking, hmm, do I want to take it? Do I want to take it? But I have gotten like quite a couple of offers and I'm just like, okay, Lord, wow. like what are you even really saying? Because all this time I've been applying for different jobs. I never got anything. And now, so yeah, I just want to thank God. That's amazing. So, so, so from what you just said was that the word you heard inspired you to act, correct? To take a bold step and act. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Nanke, please share what you just wrote. Let's hear you. So I was in traffic, so I didn't want the... Good evening, sir. I didn't want the... We know it's yeah, so, <laughs> we so. okay. So basically right. what I did was to I took stock of all my time, like all of the activities that I do on a day-to-day basis, just to know which one was actually work and which one was just business. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just I found a lot of faffs hiding inside you understand business, right? And so what I did was to then break them down into product by itself and I got myself an accountability partner to help me actually develop those products mm-hmm. and put them on my website, okay, so that that would then spur me into, you know, action in a very mm-hmm. specific direction instead of just going round and round in different, mm-hmm. in many different directions as well. And I think that was very helpful because you know, when I had a discussion with a client this week, it was easier for me to say, oh, these are some of the products that we have available. These are some of the things that we do. And it was such an easy conversation. I'm like, why didn't you do this all these days? But yeah. Wow. That um, the conversation last week really supported me to take action, and I think it's been better for good for me. Yeah, so good, incredible. Are you hearing testimonies? So, what you're trying to tell me now that the world has become profitable? <laughs> That's amazing! Amazing, thank you, thank you for sharing. The reason I, I said, sir. love it, I love it. Um, the reason I ask is that I want us to take these things even more seriously because we will be better for it, you know? Um, And it's you that will enjoy it, you know? If you remember me, you remember me, but most importantly, your life becomes better for it. That's why it's critical. When the Holy Ghost highlights a subject or a topic and then he burns it with fire, the way last week went. I promise you, I had zero idea what was about to happen. I just came excited to share the word and then the fire just started pouring and just had to yield. Um, you would see, look, the, if you walk with God, if you walk with the Holy Spirit, you would you will bear fruits. And the fruits, you, you partake of the fruit as well. It's not just that you are bearing the fruit and giving it to him. No, you enjoy of it. So please, I beg you. I want to read the scripture, James chapter 1. I don't know what's going on, but every Bible study, God keeps coming with strong words. In Jeremiah 23 verse 29, it says that it's not my word like hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Is it not as a fire? So when you receive this word, if, it, if it's talking to you, please receive it with all your heart. Um, because I'm going to show you some things from scripture that we need to fix early. If not, we will produce after the kind that we have. Many 
believers who are at the top. Mm, Holy Ghost, help me. <laughs> I, I've been avoiding the word. It's going to be a short service. I've been avoiding it all through. But, you know, as the Holy Ghost is putting some things in my heart, I, I, I don't know. So I'm not even going to say anything. When we finish, we'll finish. James chapter 1 from verse 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. This is what scripture talks about people who are only hearers. You know, I, I, I highlighted last, uh, last week, you know, about just hearing, 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 you know. And I wasn't, you know, attacking anybody. I promise you, like I said, I feed from different sources. I feed from different. You don't even want to know my appetite of the word. I feed, I surround myself, I load my spirit with the word. So I know uh, what it is I'm talking about. I'm not talking about feeding your spirit. I'm talking about just hearing, 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 and excited and doing nothing with what you have heard. That's what the scripture is talking about. But be ye doers of the word, we must graduate. Um, and hello to those that are joining us for the first time. Hi. And this is not how we are. We usually are nicer than this. So please bear with us. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. So those that only hear, deceiving your own selves, are deceiving themselves. I was thinking maybe I'll do this some other time, but let's see if the Holy Ghost will allow, allow me to get there. About when the people that heard the word, the seed, the one that fell on the fruitful ground, the one that the enemy came to steal and all that. you know. But let's just follow the Lord. If not, next week I deal with that. Not hearers only. We must transition from being hearers to doers. It is in doing that we see the power of God's word. It is in what? Doing that we see the power of God's word. So Jesus was at a wedding, his first miracle in Canaan. And then the wine was finished, and his mother, Mary, said to his servant, or came to Jesus and said, they have no wine. And Jesus was like, duh, am I in the planning committee? No, I don't care. What's my business? What do I have to do with this? And then she turned to the servant and said, whatsoever he tells you to do, do. Are we still together? Whatsoever he tells you to do, do what? Do it. No. Not do whatsoever it. he tells you to hear. Or not just whatsoever he tells you. Hear it. Be ye doers. It is in the doing that the miracle takes place. It is in the doing that the word finds expression in your heart, in your spirit. There are many things that we see in scripture that look impossible. We just keep looking at it and like, wow, this is incredible. But we're not able to access those things because we are still in the phase of the hearer. And one of the attributes of those who are growing in the things of God are that they do the word. They practice the word. You see an instruction in scripture, carry it out. For if any be a hearer of the word 
and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholded himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Straightway, he forgetted what manner of man. Because this scripture is confirming 2 Corinthians 3, 18. We all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So the one that hears only and not do, he is like one that has beheld his face. He has seen it like the other people. But this time he goes on his own journey and he forgetted what manner of man he was. Verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Faith without works is dead. Not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Look, it takes energy to do the work of God or to do the work of doing the word. It takes energy. If you hear only and go on your way, and someone tells you, oh, did you listen to Bible study? They say, oh, I, I was there. What, what did people say? Oh, wow, it was a powerful session. You missed it. What did he say? It was a powerful session. What did he say? It was a, ah, go and listen for yourself. He be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now, reading this verse 25 again, are you seeing why the testimony that Wura just shared is scriptural? Anybody? Hello? Yes, sir. So she heard the word, put in the work, and this man shall be blessed in his deed, and there is fruit that has accompanied the word that she has heard. If any man among you seem to be religious, mm, mm, mm. if any man among you, my sermon begins from here, seem to be religious, and breedleth not his tongue, but deceived his own heart. This man's religion is vain. Mm. Mm. Recently, from the community, we exposed a false brethren that was amongst us. So people can talk the talk, they can speak the lingua, but they deceive their own hearts. They are not deceiving anybody. They are deceiving themselves. Am I communicating? 
He deceived yes, his own self. And what is the worst thing that can happen to any man is to, is to be a deceiver of his own self. It is easy and natural to deceive people, but when you come to the point where you are deceiving yourself, there is every tendency that when you stand before God, you will not have been, you will not know that he doesn't know you. Somebody with me. Yes, sir. It is possible for one to seem religious. Oh, we have been there before. We've been in church. We've been in churches before we had an encounter with Jesus. There were times we go to church to look for girls, to look for one thing or the other. We're in church. Oh, if the pastor says close your eyes, do you think our eyes will be open? It will be closed. If the pastor says lift your hand, oh, lift our hands. If the music is nice enough, we'll be emotional and we'll cry. And somebody will say, oh, what a godly man. But they, they would not have known that we had no business in the kingdom. We were far. Are you here in Bible study today? You came for Bible study, so let's do Bible study. Verse 26. Of that James one, if any man among you, he wasn't talking to unbelievers, amongst you, seem to be religious, speaks the lingua of the church, shanta raba robo robo, speak it fast, shanta raba robo robo shanta raba. It sounds like tongues. When a boy is leading worship, oh, the cry. Ah, so this, is, this is a good man, a godly man, a godly woman. If he does not bridle his own tongue, but deceive his own heart, this man's religion is vain. May the Lord deliver us from vain religion in the name of Jesus. Amen. I would rather that you were trying to deceive me. Oh, that's fine. At least you know where you are. You know where you stand. But if it is now exposed that you are deceiving yourself, that's an innocent deceiver. That the price may be fatal. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. I love the NIV translation. I'm going to read NIV and then I'm going to read New Living Translation. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The word of God has the ability to judge thoughts, attitude of heart. The word judges it, not anybody. The New Living Translation, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper 
than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Over the past weeks, I thought when we studied the entrance of the word, give it light and understanding to the simple, I took time to show you that we must, and during the uh, physical meeting, I believe, I, 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 I took time to show you that we must con constantly and continuously submit our heart to the word so that the word of God will try our heart, try our thoughts, try our reins, and expose anything that is not of God in there. That's why David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. David cried, Try my heart, try my reins, try it, Lord. Check. If what I'm saying is in sync with what is in my heart. The danger of it all is for one to be deceiving his own self without knowing. That is a, a red flag and a danger to himself. Because everyone deceiving others always knows the truth in their own heart that they, they are those deceiving others. But when they come to the point where they start deceiving themselves, then you know it has gotten to another phase, another level. The word of God exposes the innermost thoughts and desire. I'm sure if I start to ask each and every one of you, you would see that sometimes when you hear the word or you read the word, it judges a particular thing that you are dealing with. Or you hear a sermon and then the sermon, it, it suddenly looks like they are talking about you. Have you been there before? Anybody? 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When the word of God is coming and it looks as if they re removed King James there and wrote your name there. It's talking to you. That's, that's the, the power of the word. That's the living word. The dead word will not affect you. The dead word, no. The word of God is living, is active. This word was written over 2,000 years ago. But it still talks to you as if it was customized, as if your name was written there and it was talking to you. Why? The word is alive and powerful. It is sharper. It can enter anything without opening anybody. It can pass through bone and marrow. They are so tightly knit. It's, it passes through soul and spirit. They divide in a soul that it passes through. It exposes the innermost thoughts and desire. Now, the God allowed for this word to always keep us in check. I'll give personal example. Sometimes, this is my personal journey. And my wife is my sounding board. When something is happening and I'm feeling a certain type of way, the first thing I do is I check my heart. Is this coming from pride? Is it coming from jealousy? 
Is it coming from strife? Oh, I do it a lot. I check. 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 Because the moment I'm taking a decision or I'm having a thought, because I'm called a prophet, if I start to see through strife, the word is column. Am I talking today? I hope we are eating strong meats today and we're not serving milk today. Can I can I teach Bible study? Can I teach us? We're here, sir. We're here. Teach us. Because I'm showing my process. This is behind the scenes, my process. If I'm feeling a way, I check my heart. Is it coming from strife? Is it coming from bitterness? Is it coming from unforgiveness? Is it? I have to check before I can release certain words because the moment the word is colored, it is it, it cannot do, it cannot perform the intent it is directed at. Praise God. And many times after checking my heart, checking my heart, then I talk to my wife about it. I'm feeling this way. I'm trying to find out why am I feeling this way? And she's quick to tell me, this woman, just, let's just leave her. Okay. But the reason is this. The moment I start to see from strife, what has happened is my vision is colored already. The word of God is pure, cannot be uh, diluted, but it can be diluted through the vessel through which it's coming. So the word itself is pure, but the vessel that is speaking the word is many times they water it down. Is somebody with me? Somebody with me? Yes, sir. It's okay to leave, or if it's too, if it's biting you too much, it's okay to go. Because as a prophet, if you bring the word from bitterness, let me, let me give you a direct interpretation of bringing a prophetic word from bitterness. Just watch. Maybe I'm standing before someone, ministering to somebody, and then maybe I hear the Lord say, I've been calling you, daughter, come. And I'm angry. I need someone that can act well. How will you deliver that word? I'm upset with that person. And then I'm hearing God say, what I heard is I've been calling you to deeper levels of intimacy. Come. I'm waiting. Kili, please go ahead. Tell me what you say to the person. Good evening, sir. You say... God has been calling you since you, you are not. Are you deaf? You are not listening, or something like that. You'll be angry. That anger will make you. Yes, but something like that. Okay, you something like that. You are very nice. Yes, so God is calling you. No, I'm not God has been calling you since, but your your pride will not allow you to answer. Are you deaf? <laughs> okay. Are you deaf too? Okay. Okay. I, I need someone 
that has been angry. These people, I'm not sure they've worked with anger before. I love just stay pure like that. I want someone that has been angry before. Where am I angry? Where? That used to be angry, I beg your pardon. Who? Who? Who can give me this word now? Let's, let's do Bible study. Hello, good evening, sir. Yes, give it to me. I know you should be angry. Okay. In case you deliver <laughs> it well, that means I can tell. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Um. Hmm. Why don't you used to listen? God has been speaking to you. God has been calling you, but you have refused to listen. You are so deaf. You're so deaf. And if you continue this way, you're going to perish. <laughs> you have exposed yourself. Thank God for deliverance. <laughs> what did God say? I've been calling you to intimacy. Answer. See what she added. This is the perfect example I'm looking for. If you, what did you say last again? If you do not want, if you did not answer the call, you are going to perish. <laughs> you know, Isaiah, are you related? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I sound like you want to say, what for you? <laughs> I love this one, the curious said. So you will carry this, your behavior to the spiritual realm. That's why you can't hear God call you. Hey, Kiru, I'm, I'm getting to know you people. Please bring it on. But you see, jokes apart, you see how the word that comes is colored by our emotions. Are you seeing what I'm trying to show? Are you seeing it clearly? Yes, sir. So this is why we must, we must. There are many, sad to say, pastors, Brethren, bishops, and all those things that have gone on to do great things for God, but because they don't deal with these things at the early stages, they, they grow with it and then they deliver. And how many of you, let's do a litmus test quickly, quickly, please respond so that I can move on from this subject. How many of you here, before you got to know God, you thought God was angry with you? Quickly, quickly. You thought God was just waiting yeah. to be with you. Thank you, Tim. Yes, well, sir. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. You thought God wanted yes, to finish you. Sending me to hell. <laughs> now, if I ask you, just I need one volunteer, why did you feel that way and what changed? What changed your mind? Who, who, who will be my volunteer quickly? I want, to volunteer. You, I want to show you how practical these things I'm talking about is. Go ahead, Messiah. You know, you gave us the perfect example. Okay, so I feel like what's what's <laughs> what brought that mind was because when I was young and when children's church, they would always mm. play these videos of um, you know, Elfire and everything. Mm. Like maybe someone will be riding a, a um a sports car, then we'll have mm. an accident, and next he'll find himself in Elfire. So it just looked like I mean there was no ray of hope in mm. all of those things that we saw. Then mm. what changed my mind was when um you know I started hearing God and the first time I heard God speak to me, he called mm. me daughter, and I was shocked, you know, mm. then 
he really, really revealed himself as the father to me. And that just changed everything and made me realize that he's actually a loving father and not that big man up there waiting to squash everybody down. Mm, <laughs> mm, that's so good. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Lola, go ahead. Lola, go ahead. Lola, your hands are lifted. Unmute your mic. Your mic is muted. Let's hear your experience. Okay. So now you saw a movie. That means someone put that movie together and showed you that, hey, you live this kind of life, you're going straight to hell. And then you heard God's voice. You're like, uh, is this person joking with me? Why is he not angry? What, 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 what have you seen? Somebody presented him to you as a monster waiting to kill you. Someone's interpretation of him was that he was angry with you. Tim, share your experience quickly, please. Share your experience and what changed. Because I want you, to, see, yeah, yes. I want you to see the practicality. So, because the moment you can catch so the me, you are able to enter into these things. Yes, go ahead. Um, for me, mm. um, I remember when I, I went to a crusade when I was in Nigeria. And all I could hear was hellfire, hellfire, hellfire. My goodness, I was afraid. The way I carried on to Christ, I said, Jesus, I don't go to hell. No. Mm. I beg, that place is hot. The way they would say it as well. You know, mm. I don't know how ministers had such a vivid on this, um, what's called, um, view on, on hellfire. They could tell you everything, but they couldn't explain how heaven looked. And I was like, why are you so focused on this hell? It was just so, you could see the torture, all this kind of thing. I said, Kai. I said, Lord, I don't want to go to that place. Mm. But after some time, um, I began to see that you know, God was loving. And even till, let's say, a couple months ago, I still had an issue with um, trying to please God and making sure he's happy with me and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's something that has happened with you know, religion that's hard to, to, hard to get away, hard to get away. That even when I'm not, like, even if I'm, I'm working, I, get, I become guilty for working. Whereas, mm. you know, the scripture lets us know that we, you know, we work onto our masters, which is our clients, our bosses and stuff like that. As if we're working onto God, we're still worshipping him, even mm. in our work. But religion will still make you feel, you know, like, ah, Lord, maybe I'm not doing enough, but you're doing everything the Lord is calling you to do. Mm. So, it, it, no, it, it was very, 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 very tough time, actually, when, so, when I first received Christ through fear. And fear is not sustainable. Fear no. wears off. No. No, no, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Um, so I think I've shared this many times as well. You know, I gave my life to Christ twice in secondary school because I thought that you know I was going to go to hell that time. You know, then when I got born again, I was walking like this in school. Mm, holy, holy. So someone step on me. So it's okay, it's okay, no problem. <laughs> I felt like if I walked fast, I would sing. I was sing conscious. And this is the reason why I never experienced being born again early because of the representation of God. That does not take away the fact that God is fire. So I'm not, you know, but the revelation of 
the love of God will rather endear you to him. You run to him, not run away from him. You understand what I'm saying? Very, very critical. Uh, Busai, I want to say something? Yes, sir. Um, when you mentioned um, the fact that you gave your life to Christ twice, I wanted to say that as a child, I gave my life, I kept giving my life to Christ over and over again. Every other color we go, because I don't want to go to heaven. Sure. Then after a while, I'll start feeling like hmm, you, you know, I'll be hearing voices in my head like you. Jesus cannot take you. You that you did this, 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 this. So I'll start the process all over again. And when I eventually gave my life to Christ, I was not in church. I was in my room and I just made that decision. There was nobody there except for God. And somehow the voices started coming again. But, you know, the yes, Holy man. Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit was amplified in that season. He really sent me people, you know, that would speak to me. And I realized mm. that I was actually saved. But every time I went to church, like, you know, church fellowship, they will do the normal thing that they are doing. But when they start talking, sometimes they'll be actually preaching the message of condemnation. And I would feel totally washed. But when I leave there, you know, God will bring me into company of other people that would now clean me up and make me mm. realize that God is actually speaking to you. You are fine. I mean, even my experience with the Holy Spirit, you know, speaking in tongues, I was almost talked out of it because of all of this. Like, mm. uh, no, 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 it cannot be. It cannot be. But then mm. I found out that I was in that season where all of a sudden, you know, I paid, I was in school, I paid my school fees. All of a sudden, they just came, they said they, they could not find my record. I would have to be going to one very far place, you know, mm. every day. And it was really stressful but there was somebody that volunteered to follow me and some mm -hmm. I just found it easy to talk about my you know my experiences and every time I would speak with this person you know God was using him to answer questions of my heart and that mm -hmm. helped me during that season and just grounded me saved me from everything so sometimes after then when I go to church like I'll just block my ears because mm -hmm. so what they are saying is just is just trying to like tear down what has been built already so that was my experience see the impact that this can have um you know condemnation that's a very wonderful word you use there you know so all these things i'm going to come back and circle on it so I'm, I'm 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 allowing people share so that you see you may think that we are just going around around no we are talking to some people and people are really getting delivered at the end of the day you'll hear you know the testimony that will come from it but it's important that you see that this is the journey that that many people, they didn't know, people were not receiving Christ at the rate that they wanted. So they were threatening people into heaven, you know, and he said, perfect love cast out fear. So they didn't have a revelation of the perfect love. So they actually use fear in their head. It's going to just get you saved. So many of us, we get saved after two weeks or someone dies. Then they'll start preaching. You know, life is short, and everything. All of us will get our acts together. And after two weeks, we're back to the normal road. So, this point that we're sharing is very, very important. Please pay attention. We're going to come back to it. Ayamide, what do you want to share quickly, briefly? Ayamide, where art thou? If you're far away, that's right. So you could see. Sorry, my hand was low. What? Sorry, sir, it was a mistake. Okay, no, that's fine. It's okay. So you see that the reason, so I'm just trying to let you know the impact of 
preaching the gospel from a colored lens. It could be somebody that had that experience. And then that person released this doctrine on a generation. And many lives were lost because of the colored lens. You see the importance of keeping things fresh. So many times when I want to make a decision, I'm thinking about something, or I'm feeling a certain type of way, I first go through the processes and check why am I feeling this way and ensure that I'm not thinking or speaking from these feelings or these emotions so that the word of God can be pure. Praise God. Because it is the pure word of God that brings about blessings and changes the lives of the people, not the colored version. People can use the word of God to manipulate people. I've shared this very sad. I, I don't like talking about it, but maybe I'll share for the last time, then I'll stop talking about it, about how a minister used scripture, you know, to sleep with somebody. And, you know, quoted the scripture in Galatians 6, where it said that, you know, if we minister spiritual things to you, you know, you should minister kind of things back to us. And then they asked the lady, what does kind of mean? And she explained what she knew. And that was what happened. And the lady, I pray she has found deliverance. Was at the time of this happening, she hated, hated church. Because you believe that the person that is your Pastor should cover you and protect you, not abuse you. I'm talking real life things. You don't, you, you have no idea. So people have used the word of God to manipulate people. They've used the word of God to take money from people. They've used the word of God to scatter homes and marriages and done all sorts. So that's why we that bring the gospel, our judgment is heavier. And that scripture used to scare me for a while because I was like, ah, I'd rather not speak <laughs> because if I'm going to be judged by what I teach, then <laughs> what else is there to do? I better not speak so that I'm not judged by it until the Holy Ghost started to give me sermons and teach me. I said, okay, it's better I speak on inspiration of the Holy Ghost so that he's the one talking. So if you want to judge, I say, sir, it's not me, sir. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You know, but it's, it's pretty sad. That's why you know, we must feed people with knowledge so that once they have knowledge, they are able to judge when something is, is brought to them that is not standard, not scriptural. The Holy Ghost will fight it and say, this cannot be God. Amen? That was sidetracking. But you see, so the lens with which we speak with which we act, with which we engage, determines. You know, back in my music days, one of the lines I, I did during one of the songs, I said, your state of mind determines how the sun shines. If you're feeling down, no matter what you see, you must see from that down point of view. Praise God. <laughs> no, okay, don't get me started. <laughs> so let's go. So the word of God exposes this. So all this was, I was trying to establish that the word of God brings about the intentions. He checks you and he tells you, hey, hey this is not right. This is wrong and all that. 
So let the word, we must constantly allow the word of God process us into that measure. Okay, please, I beg of you. Now, Ezekiel chapter 36, Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel 36, verse 25. I'm trusting God that we would experience healing tonight because I'm going to share some very deep things and I'm really trusting God that the healing grace will come in the name of Jesus. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you. What is clean water? That's the word of God. I will sprinkle clean water upon you. Confirming this scripture is John chapter 15, verse 3. John chapter 15, verse 3. Now are ye clean through the words that you have heard. The words are spoken. You are clean by it. So then I will sprinkle clean water upon you. How will he do it? He will speak to you. And that's the word of God that we are enjoying today. Are we together? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all the filthiness and from all your idols. Will I cleanse you? A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. And you shall dwell in the land that I gave you, gave to you and your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Saints, it is important to know that one of the attributes of God being your God is that you have a heart of flesh. Are you aware? One of the what? One of the attributes, am I communicating, is that you have a heart of flesh. I will be your God. You understand? Are you seeing, are you looking at the scripture? I will take away the stony heart and I will give you a heart of flesh. Many of us are still working with a heart of, a heart of uh, stone. Praise God. Are we together? Are you still with me? Have you lost me? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, children church, I'm close. I'm close. Just two more hallelujah like this and I'm done. Because these adults are too, they are too adulty. <laughs> For God to be your God, one of the things that he needs you to do is that you must have a heart of flesh. Now let's talk. Someone asked a question over the weekend after the service on Saturday and asked the question, why do some people fall under the anointing and some others don't? And I'm going to add it together and I'm going to answer. 
life sometimes and many, many times is not fair. Life throws us some things that we are not expecting. And our natural reaction is that we, we shield ourselves, protect ourselves from being hurt. It's, it's a natural phenomenon. The reason why you have your eyelids and then your eyes, the reflex of the eyes, if anything is coming, it blinks and covers and protects the eye. That's the nature of man. So many times people have been so hurt that they have built a wall, a stone, stony heart comes from building a wall around your heart because you've been betrayed over and over again. So you shield yourself from experiencing heartbreak. Now I'm starting to touch something. Follow me closely. Stony hearts, as scripture talks about, talks about unrepentant hearts. Talks about disobedient hearts. He will speak to them, they don't even care. These people draw near me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. The, the heart is, is so stony that they are not able to pick and descend God anymore. But I'm not coming from that angle today. I'm coming from the angle of people that have hurt themselves, that have been hurt time and time again. That have been betrayed. That have been backstabbed. The natural reaction is that you shield yourself so that nobody can get to you. For many ladies, relationships, and many men too, I gave my all. I thought this would be it. But alas, he left me and went and married another. I was with him for seven years. And then he met the lady after two months. He proposed and is married. No matter how you think, oh, it's not, there is pain there. There is an energy gathered there. And I've said for my physics people, energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transferred from one form to the other. That pain is trapped somewhere. So the natural thing to do is to shield your heart. Then the next person comes who is very serious. Then you punish that one for what the previous one did. Am I talking to my people today? Yes, sir. All yes, those pains, yes, we internalize them and it begins to affect and then we become hardened that we are not easily moved anymore. Is it being betrayed? Is it being disappointed? Is it giving your all and then you lose everything. It causes hardness of heart. And the hardness is not necessarily because you are evil or you are bad. But because you have to protect yourself. You really, really have to protect yourself. 
You have to shield yourself so that you are not a victim anymore. So you harden your heart. Many people are still struggling with pains from many, many years ago. Many people are in abusive relationships as we speak. Verbal abuse, emotional abuse, abuse from words. So what do you do? You harden your heart. And then, anytime you find an opportunity to release some of those anger that has been welling up because there's no place for escape. For a minor issue, you bust out so much. Why? Because the gas, the energy that you have trapped is looking for expression. It is looking for a way to just escape. This is what has happened where, for example, a wife has been taking abuses from her husband for many, many years. Uh, one time, she just wakes up at night and she's filled with so much rage and then she takes a knife and stabs him in the heart and he dies and then she gets herself. What have I done? What, what has happened? She has been hardening her heart for so long because she's not dealing with the situation looking for a place of escape until it has built up to the point where you can't take it anymore. This is why you hear it everywhere. Some of them are in church and you'll be like, and they are deacons and they are seniors and they are pastors. Being a pastor does not, does not escape, does not mean you escape the, the harsh realities of life. So I'm not here to talk about those who are disobedient and all that. I'm, I'm talking to those who have been hurt. Who life has dealt with them terribly by no fault of theirs. Will, will, it, will it permit me to, to talk about those who were abused as children? By what fault of theirs were there and they grow with that resentment and anger? How would they protect themselves? They hadn't. Yeah. In times like this, if tears start to flow, please, I beg you, allow it flow. And I'm going to show you that tears are one of the ways where this, this energy trapped can be released. This is why you should not miss or lose any opportunity for soaking in worship. Intense worship is one of the ways where that energy, that gas can be released. You know what scripture calls it? And it shall come to pass in that day that the burdens, it's called burdens, shall be lifted from off your shoulders. The yoke of these things that have 
trapped your life. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing that comes from his presence is what deals with it. Many people spend years upon years talking to therapists, spending all sorts of money, but still no visible change. I think I was in a room on Clubhouse, I don't remember, and I ministered to a lady and she wept and wept and wept. And after the session, she breathed a deep sigh and said, many years of therapy has not produced this instant result. The anointing. That's why I'm trusting God tonight that that anointing will spread across this place and cause people to release that which they have trapped. That anointing will cause people to, to open up. Many people have been in that pain for so long that they, are, they, have, they have embraced that pain. They have embraced that bitterness. They have come to terms. They, they, they call it, it's me and my demons. Because if you trap that energy for so long, a spirit comes and take over it. It is what many people call cancer today. It is what many people call kidney disease. It's what many people call liver failure. It, it, it is those bitterness that has been trapped there. The way the human body works is that sometimes because of the weight, the, the weight on the heart, heart disease, you know, because of the weight on the heart, it is so much that a, an organ will, will, will volunteer itself and say, I will help you hold this pain. So, so if it rests on the kidney for long, it starts to damage the kidney. For some of you, you have done all to receive love, but no, you don't receive love. That you are a product of words that are telling you how useless you are, how nobody loves you, nobody cares about you, how you know, they just wish you were never born. Those You grow up with these words, hardness of heart. And he said, for me to be your God, I will take away the heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. A heart of flesh is a heart that is vulnerable, that is open to love, open to friendship. Praise the Lord. Are we still together? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Many people have trapped pain. Some of you intentionally say, I'm not going to let this pain go. I want, to, I want it to remind me that so that I can have sense. That's why Jesus said, cast your burdens. 
He, 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 he does not expect you to be so spiritual that you don't have burdens. But he said, no, pass it to me. Did you not hear that the chastisement of your peace was laid upon him? I told you, energy cannot be destroyed. It is transferred from one form to the other. So he said, you can't destroy it. Pass it to me. Give it to me. If you give it to him, will he still be with you? Anybody? No, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. This is the same reason why many of us are not able to enjoy fellowship, enjoy God's love because of our expressions with men. For those of us that have daddy issues, issues with our father that was not related, every time God comes as father, there is a resistance. For those that have to labor and get good grades before their parents can appreciate them and love them, anytime they fail, they are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are kicked aside and say, useless child. When they come to God, they suffer from performance mentality. They want to perform so that God can love them. I remember for some of you, when I talked to you one-on-one, I spent time to tell you, stop. He already died for you. You are not going to do anything new to make him die. He already did. That should tell you that he's not like your father. Oh, I've, I've had the privilege to prophesy to many, many people from different parts of the world that I don't know, which I love the most. And the first thing the Lord will say for me to say to somebody, I will say, I am not like your earthly father. Ooh. And then you see the, the dam will burst open and tears will begin to fly and flow and flow and flow and flow just by that one word. Sometimes I have to wait for them to, to empty their bowels of tears that they have carried along for a long time so that they can receive of the Father. Because the way you interact with people many times is the way you interact with God. So when you have had to shield yourself so much and you have, you have the hardness of heart, when you come before God, even God wants you to totally surrender. That's why that's, I surrender all my hurts, my victories, my pain, my shame, my stigma. I lay all at your feet. I cast my burden upon you. But many times, because of the hardness of heart, we, we, we keep the heart packed and then surrender some minor things that you, we believe you would like. This is why, even though the hand of God is mighty upon you sometimes, yes, you can feel the shivers, but you are still guarding yourself. You don't want to, in quotes, lose God. You want to, you want to, you want to withhold and withstand the power. On a general level, many times, if the anointing is not strong enough, that's here. But I'm talking about the people who are hardened their heart. The, the power of God cannot flow because you must be like a conductor. You don't have to put up a resistance 
the for the power of God to flow through you. Am I communicating? I don't know why I'm talking physics today. Well, God help me. For me to release an impartation on you, I must be intentional that I want something to flow from me to you. And it's possible for me to stand in front of you and decide that nothing will flow from me to you. And nothing will happen. So likewise, in receiving, you must be a conductor to allow the hand and the power of God flow through you. Every time the power of God flows through you, I've told you over and over again, it's doing something in you. Allow it do. Forget about understanding everything that it's doing. You understand what I'm saying? Let it finish, let it do its work. Count it all joy when you pass through diverse temptation, knowing this that the trial of your faith worketh patience. He said, Allow patience have its entire work so that you are complete and entire, lacking nothing. Allow it to do what it's doing so that you lack nothing. Many times in worship, private worship, just you and God, and tears are flowing, and you are talking to yourself, why am I crying? You don't know why you are crying. But he's, he's going down to unburden certain things that you have trapped there and release it as gas. That's why many times after prayer, you will, <clears throat> what do you think is happening there? Am I talking to you people today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God has spoken. He said, harden not your hearts. God promised me last year was going to be my year, but this year nothing happened. And then the word of the Lord is coming again. You harden your heart. Why? And you, you tell yourself, which is like I said, is a protective Thing. I don't want to disappoint myself again. I, I can't afford to go through that disappointment again. So I harden myself. I don't create any expectation. But he said, for me to be your God, you must take away this heart of soul and take with you out. Like I said, it's not your fault. Many of us have been through life. Many of us have been through issues. Oh, I promise you, especially when you are going through issues where in that situation you are not, you don't have the opportunity to, to express. What do you do? You, you are trapping it. You are trapping it. You are trapping it somewhere. Someone can just ask you, uh, where have you been? And then you fell up and you make a mess out of everything. And they are wondering, did I say so? I was just joking. And then you are so angry, but you know within yourself that that anger is not rooted by this. This was just a trigger to release this energy you have been trapping since. Oh, I know I'm talking to some people today. Sometimes they won't go to be able to express it. But many times, the one that, that is worse is the one that trap it. They don't talk. They just keep quiet. They're smiling. And there's a funny word where they say, you know, if you, you're talking to a woman 
and she's smiling. Say, be afraid. Then she's smiling and shaking her head. <laughs> that means what she wants to do. That's the, that's the most dangerous one. Someone close to me, some time ago, you know, having issues, marital issues and all, frustrated and all. And in a place of work, you know, she would vent and get angry with people and get so mad. And everybody were like avoiding her, like, ah, we don't know what we'll do. And then I had to, I called her and said, look, this, this is, this is, this is, this is the source of this anger. Now, he said, for me to be your God, you must, I will sprinkle clean water on you. I showed you from John 15, 3, that this, I will, I will send you my word. I will clean you from your filthiness, from your mistakes, from your idols will I clean you. And a new heart also will I give you. If God is giving you something and you are refusing to take it, will he force you to receive it? In Ezekiel 11 verse 19, and I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh. The same word is coming again that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. Many of us blatantly have been hurting unforgiveness and kept it somewhere in our hearts. Sometimes we go there, open it, pet it, cover it again and move on and speak in tongues. We can't continue like this. Jesus was saying, he said, when you pray, one of the points he made, he said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. Nobody said forgiveness will be easy. Nobody said it. it's just going to forgive. Many times you, you will look like a fool forgiving. But it's not about them, it's about you. My father in the law was ministering uh, somewhere, and then he was standing in front of a lady who was sick. I think she had cancer or something. I can't want the terrible sickness that she was about to die. And then she wanted to, she wanted to, he wanted to minister healing to her, but the Holy Ghost said, No, don't, 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 don't minister healing to her. And they asked the Holy Ghost, Why? He said, Ask her about her husband. And then he Asked her, what about your husband? The woman said, hmm, that one, forget about him. What happened? Apparently, she, um, she caught her husband cheating on their matrimonial bed. And because of that, and she vowed in her heart, she was never going to forgive him. She never slept with him again. And she was just living in the same house as roommates. Nothing more. She vowed. You know, when a good woman vows a vow, it is stronger than someone that talks anyhow. And she develops sickness. Life is not fair. She was the one hurt. She was the one betrayed. She was the one sick. Why? She trapped unforgiveness in her, in her system. 
to tell us. The same spring that should spring unto eternal life is now springing bitterness. Imagine ministering from a root of bitterness. Imagine the danger and the damage you will do to the kingdom. There is healing available tonight. The worst is for somebody that don't even know that I have these things there. Oh, I moved on with me. No. We must, we must use the searchlight of the word of God to look on these things. We must beam the light. Why? They hide in darkness. Light shines in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. What is light? Exposing things. When you use the, 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 the idiom, don't keep me in the dark. Saying, you know, so these things, they, like, they, they thrive in secrecy. They thrive in what? Secrecy. That's why the devil likes, likes behind this. He likes hiding. He moves around like a roaring lion. Not a lion, but like a roaring lion. But we have the lion of the tribe of Judah who walks boldly in the light. But the devil hides behind them, uses uh, light camera action. So you put the light in an angle and then the cat will walk past and it will, it will then use sound effect. It will sound like a lion and people are afraid. That's why I said, the entrance of your word, give it light. Allow the word of God try and say, hey, there is bitterness here. There is unforgiveness here. And then you must come before the Lord, prostrate and cry if you have to cry. I told you, if tears are flowing from your eyes, don't hold it back. That's healing, healing streams. Because when you touch that place, because when you have an injury and you, you cover it, if, if you need to clean it, you can't clean it with the bandage on, can you? You can't. You have to unravel, unwrap the bandage so that you can clean it. Because if there are impurities there, no matter how long you cover it for, the place will never heal. So tonight, it's time for us to, to, to unwrap the bandage. The plaster, some, some of your plasters are 22 years old. For some of you, they are 16 years. For some, they are eight years, seven years. You have been, you have been keeping and harboring this pain, this bitterness. The Lord says tonight is the night you need to expose it to the light. And when light will shine there, it will not have any hold anymore. How is cancer treated? Even if they don't have a cure. Chemotherapy. What's chemo? Beaming of light to the cells, to, to, to destroy the cells. It's not perfect because it damages some other angle. But like we say, the word of God is quick and powerful, piercing directly to where it is intended to. It will not damage any other cell. If you beam the word, the light of God's word to that area, it will expose it. Light shines in darkness. And then you just many of us have to repent tonight. 
Many of us have to repent tonight. Many of us have to cry to God and ask him for grace. Like I said, it's not your fault. You didn't do anything bad. Some of us did, but many of us did not. We were victims. And this woman told my, my mentor, said, forget that man. I can't. And say, God says you should forgive him. Say, sir, I'm sorry, sir. I can't forgive him. And say, God said, if you don't forgive him, you will die. She was so bitter. She said, I'd rather die. Less than one year after that, she died. Oh, you, you, you will be quick to judge her and say, what kind of woman is that? No, you don't know how bad she was hurt. You don't know what her vow was when she got married, when she vowed that no man will see my nakedness. I will be faithful and loyal to this marriage till the end, even if they offer me a billion. Maybe. She had been offered money sometimes, some good benefit, and she turned it down because she wanted to be faithful to the relationship only to see that the value she was placing on it is not the same value the man was placing back. It hurt her deep. She was broken. And she vowed. She paid dearly with her life. I don't know, and I hope that she reconciled with Jesus. Because unforgiveness cannot penetrate heaven. Forgive us our trespass as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lord, they have not come to ask for forgiveness. Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I told you many times. That in this kingdom, we don't operate like the world. In the world, they must ask for forgiveness, then we forgive them. In this kingdom, we forgive them in spite of their pride and arrogance. So many hurt people are in church today. I've seen many. I've spoken with many. They mask their feelings with a smile. In parties, they are the most cheerful. But inside, I, like I said, I prophesy to too many people. And the moment my eye look upon them, I see behind sin. And I speak a word. And I say, ah, you use smiles and activities to cover and mask the way you truly feel. And it's like a damn bus opens and tears start to flow. And we have to wait for them to finish crying. But there is healing tonight. There is healing tonight. There is healing tonight. If you would cry to God tonight and say, Lord, give me grace. I do not say it is an easy process because you must first be vulnerable for you to be able to admit that truly I'm going through stuff. You must be vulnerable enough to allow the word of God because many times you, you at the back of this hardness of heart, what follows it is spiritual pride. Is what? Spiritual pride. 
And the word tells us that God resists, he hates, he resists the proud in James 4, 6. He giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning. That's what's going on now. And your joy to heaviness. Those joy that is masking let it be turned to heaven. When you appear before God, it's not the time where you are proving faith to God. No. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Am I communicating? Verse 11. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. If thou judge the law, thou art not the door, a door of the law, but a judge. But many times, I'm trying to deal with the root cause of these issues. These things come from a place of bitterness, from, from unforgiveness. Thank you, team. John 20, 23. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Many of us have to forgive. You have to forgive your parents. You have to forgive your spouse. You have to forgive your sibling. You have to forgive your, 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 your friends. You have to forgive the, the, the people for, for someone that was raped. You have to forgive. It doesn't make sense. I'm not talking about making sense now. I'm talking about your destiny is at stake. And give you the In Luke chapter 9, verse 51. And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, will thou not that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. And they went to another village. This is John, the one that calls himself John the Beloved. This was, he said, he wanted to call down fire. He wanted to destroy because they did not receive. Do you know who we are? 
I told you many of times, this pride comes from brokenness. It comes from being hurt. Hurt people hurt people. That's the law. I want to hurt you. I want you to feel the pain I'm feeling. That's why I will say something that will pain you. I must say something that must hurt you so that you feel what I'm feeling. Hurt people, hurt people. Say, Jesus, let us call fire like Elijah. And Jesus called and rebuked them. You know what manner of spirit you are. And the Son of God is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save. Don't know what you have bottled up for so long. It's time to give it up. Time to give it up. It's time to give it up, brethren. You have, you have lived with this for too long. Many of you, that's what is preventing you from entering the next level of your life, of your destiny. Why? Because this is the accusation that the enemy has held on to in the court of heaven. I've taught you about the court of heaven. Say, Lord, how can you bless this one who cannot even forgive? You, you know you said that forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Jesus, has your betrayal gotten to, to the point of Jesus, the one who created the world and his creation rejected him? Rejection alone is a painful thing. His own people, they, they did not know him. They did not receive him. They resisted. They pushed back on him. Then they, they killed him. People, you don't know, you don't understand. For a people that you can just clap your hand and they are, they are destroyed. And you did not. You held back yourself. And he suffered humiliation by the hands of his creation. And then he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. They don't know what they are doing. They don't know. They don't know. In our journey of so many cares, we have met many women, and this breaks my heart so much that the husbands and fathers to their kids have abandoned them, abandoned them totally, and moved on. Some of them have gone on to have other families, and they are taking care of their new family, but they have a family that is abandoned and they kept left the responsibility for, for, for the woman who is struggling to even take care of herself. And I, and I get upset when I hear these things. And then the children are left stranded. Find a way at least support even a tiny bit to, to bring expression. Then 20 years later, after the woman has labored and, and raised these children up, and when they have become something, then the man will now come. Forgive me. Or will you talk about those who will wreak havoc in the life, kill people, murder many families, and when they are about to die, they'll say, Father, I repent for my sin, forgive me, and, and they will enter heaven. But you, who is the victim, you will be so bitter that you will say, I'd rather die and go to hell. Life is not fair. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Clubhouse, can you hear me? Can you hear me now, Clubhouse? Right back. Many people are walking about with, 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 with bitterness of hearts. Life is not fair. Like I said, it is, it is, it is like, it is, it's not fair that you are first a victim and then you are the one that is, is expected to forgive. But tonight, I do not come to castigate anybody. I just come to announce that grace is sufficient. I just come to tell you that grace is sufficient. That grace is sufficient. Oh, grace is sufficient. But, but you have a responsibility to, to lay down. Will you lay it down? It's a question. Or have you come to love your pain? I think there's a medical condition where you are you, you love the pain. You are you are used to the pain. My communication. Matthew 11, Matthew 11, 30. Matthew 11, 30. Or verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are you not tired of carrying that burden? Are you not tired of carrying that, that heavy weight? Did you not know that when you carry a heavy weight like that, you can't go far? You can't. You can't go far. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and I am lowly in heart and you shall find rest for your soul. Look, your, your soul, no matter how you deceive yourself to say you are, you are okay, you are, you, you, your, your soul is restless. Your soul is what? Restless. You shall find rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. Energy cannot 
destroyed. You can't. You, it is converted from one form to another. From solid to gaseous. Gaseous can be converted back to solid. Or uh, solid, liquid, gaseous. That's why in, in, in worship, in soaking, tears flow from our eyes. We cry. And then when you are done crying, you just feel better. That's why the Bible says that your tears in his presence, he, he traps it in a bottle. They are precious to him. You think it's just tears? No. It's an avenue for healing. That's why when someone is mourning, you allow them to cry. Don't say stop crying. No, let them cry. Let them pour out that, that, that pain, that, that, that burden. Going to allow us cry to God for those that want to. Many of you are, are quarreling with your family. You are, you are not talking with your family members. You are angry. And we are all supposed to be Christians. Angry. You say, oh, no, 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 I've forgiven them. But the moment you see them, the pain, everything comes back again as if it just happened, even though 20 years have passed. Many of you, after this call tonight, you're going to go and reconcile. Are you hearing me? If you have to be on the phone and cry and be vulnerable and say how much they hurt you, but you have decided to let them go, Go and reconcile. I'm telling you, many people, this is what is holding and hindering. They've held it so tightly that the angel is in front of them saying, release this to me so that I can give you this. They say, no, I'm, I'm friends with my pain. Go and make peace. Irrespective. I communicate. Allow the word of God find expression. Let the word of God be the one that leads you. Let the word guide you. Let the word be the one that rules your life so that the word will not bear witness against you in that day. I'm sorry. I didn't come tonight with some powerful revelation that will shake everywhere. But I come with a truth that will make you run faster than you can ever be. Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh, but findeth nothing in me. He searched me. He couldn't find unforgiveness. He couldn't find bitterness. 
He couldn't find any of his belongings in me. He finds nothing in me. Learn of me because this is how I am. And a man, after being betrayed, he only spoke the truth, named Stephen, and he was stoned with heavy stones. They, were, he, he, they had the opportunity to call fire to swallow them. But he said, Lord, forgive them. He chose to be like Jesus. And the Bible says the heavens opened and Jesus was standing at the right. And the people got angry. How can he say he's seeing Jesus with God? Hey! And they killed him and he slept. Do you think he would enter heaven? In the earth, it would have been a loss. They would have said, ah, this man died a painful death. He died a useless death. But in heaven, he would have received a standing ovation. He would have received the reward that angels will be envious of. Why? Because he, he really took that scripture in Matthew 11 to heart. Learn of me. My burden is easy. My yoke is light. Learn of me. I'm lowly in heart. Are you aware that it takes pride to, to not forgive? It's pride. Spiritual pride. This is the deliverance that many people are waiting for. Many sicknesses will fall away. I'm telling you the truth from scripture. Many sicknesses will fall away from your lives just by, by putting yourself under this light and allowing God to do what he wants to do. Thank you, Jesus. So if you're here and you want this grace to find expression in your life, you are tired, truly. You are really, really tired of living with this pain. You are really, really tired of walking in this bitterness. You are really, really tired. There's an opportunity because God wants to release that grace across the board. I'm going to say a prayer and afterwards, that's going to be out of your space, but I'm going to allow for maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes of soaking songs that many of you may cry, but allow the tears flow so that healing and, and vocalize your forgiveness and ask God to help you to forgive. God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. The most dangerous ones are those that have been hidden for long. The ones that you have even forgotten, but it's still there. The moment you see the person, everything comes back. That's the most dangerous one. It has resulted in sicknesses. It has resulted in diseases. It has resulted in death. What do you do? Protect yourself 
Allow the word of God to protect you. God watches over his word to perform it. So if you hide the word of God in your heart, God watching over his word will be watching over you. And he I'm going to pray and then I'll bring some songs for worship or soaking. Just 10 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes, not too long. And I would allow everybody just go and sit with God and deal with these issues once and for all. And you will, you would, you would, when you see your your former self, you will realize how angry you have become, how bitter you have become, how hardened you have become. You are not, not soft. You are, you are, you have not allowed the word of God to to do some things in you. Like the parable that was shared on Saturday, you cannot burn a dried fish. It's, it's rigid. You can't burn. But when the bear, the fish is still you know, soft. You can bend in whatever shape. So because many of us have become rigid, God cannot bend you in this. He can't mold you in the way he wants to mold you because you are you are so... You understand what I'm talking about? Thank you, Holy Spirit. And also lift your hands where you are. Lift your hands. Hands, everybody. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have brought your word. You said in Isaiah 10 27, it shall come to pass in that day, and I know that day is today, Lord, that the burden shall be lifted from off your shoulders. And the yoke from off your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Lord, I pray for each and every one, Lord, who have laid their hearts before you and ask that your light will shine upon them. You said light shines in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it, Lord. Let the light of your word beam through people's hearts. Let the searchlight of the Spirit come upon everyone. And everywhere this darkness has been trapped, Lord, we shine the light on it. I release that anointing of the Holy Ghost right now. And I decree and I declare that healing will flow right now. That the rivers of healing will flow over your people, I pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let healing flow, oh God. Let healing flow. It will cause your people to be healed. Let the heaviness of the heart be, let it be taken away, Lord, I pray. Release that anointing over your people now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Touch, Lord, I pray. Touch. Touch, Lord, I pray. Heal them. Restore them. 
make the crooked places straight, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you for angels that are coming with bands in their hands. And they are going to apply this band to our hearts and different organs in our bodies. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Stay put. Stay put. Stay put. I'm going to just list some songs right now, just two or three, not too long, and allow that healing. Please, if tears come, don't, don't fight it. Don't try to be brave. Now is not the time to be You are in front of God. You can be vulnerable with him. And allow for that place to find expression and feel. When you're done, you can continue our conversations on the group. As usual, you know the assignments. You share what you learned and what you are doing about what you learned. But now, I want us to go through Thank you to those watching on YouTube. I have to disconnect that so that I can play music. Um, come and join us on Zoom or Clubhouse. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Who's that person? Quickly. Your heart is beating very fast, like a heart palpitation. Who's that person? Who's that person? Who's that person? Heart is beating very fast. Ruth, is that you? During the soaking, just allow God to do what he would do. I don't want to just start. The healing is going to come. You won't believe it's the same heart that you have. So heavy. God is transferring the burdens that many of you have been carrying, and it's overwhelming. Mercy, you too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm feeling it too. My heart is beating so fast. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. There'll be healing tonight, I promise you. Just yield yourself. God will speak to some of you. Get your pen, get your notes. But please don't be distracted now. And I beg you, you may not be able to catch this same atmosphere again. I beg you. 
Loud God, the presence of God is strong. I'm literally feeling what, like I told you, as I'm breathing, taking gas out and <laughs> things are coming out. I'm, I'm feeling what you're feeling strongly. I want to just get out of your way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, everybody. We'll continue our conversations on the group, but stay, please, and allow this God do what he wants to do. Try if you must. Roll if you must. Do whatever he asks you to do. Just be fluid so that he can lead you. In the mighty name of Jesus.